When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, gorgeous ladies. This is Deborah Heim, and you are listening to The Alternative Hair Alchemist. But I'm sure you know that by now because you probably heard the catchy theme song. But if not, thank you for listening. And this podcast comes from my heart because I know I went through a whole bunch of unnecessary shame over hair loss and took me a while to get over it, but I'm so far past that now, and if I can help you feel better about yourself, I am here for that. So this week I thought I would talk about some of the big mistakes or things to avoid if you're going from hair loss to a topper or to a wig, and try to write catchy titles for these episodes, but If you're listening, hopefully the material appeals to you. If you can think of something you want me to talk about, just email me, debraheim.com. You can sign up there or verybestlittlehairhouse.com, and I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook, and I would love to hear from you. But anyway, first thing, biggest thing, don't overthink it. The beauty of a wig or a topper is it's not a permanent decision. And if you think about it, it's even less of a permanent decision than getting your own hair cut or colored, okay? I say that because I see a lot of especially high-achieving women, women that are perfectionistic, they want to analyze and predict each and everything off a checklist and get that perfect one from the start. But I'm going to tell you, there is a little trial and error, although we try and minimize it as much as possible. But I've said it before. Sometimes there are things about your wig or topper that you are not going to know until it's on your head. And I've talked about that in a previous episode where you want to try your new alternative hair at home for more reasons than one. But anyway, I'm getting off the subject. Okay, first thing I see when women have thinning hair is they tend to think a topper is going to be less distinguishable or less of a change than a wig. And I can tell you that's not always the case, especially if you don't get the right topper. And here's the thing. It is not an easy thing, even in my shop, in person. I grab several because there is a little bit of a crapshoot there with pulling out a topper and seeing what's going to work. Because remember, you don't just want to match color or blend color. You've got to take in mind the texture and the coverage in the back. 
Also, with a topper, if it's your first thing, if you have a decent amount of hair, the clips will clip onto it fairly easily. Just be very vigilant about where the clips are pulling. That's something called traction alopecia. And you can find tons of YouTube videos on alternate ways to make your topper work. But just be aware that the clips can further hair loss. But, you know, I think that's the least of the risk. You can help to avoid that. But sometimes now with the new very low density wigs, you've got vendors like Ellen Villa and some even the aesthetic of the last Vibe collection that came out, very low density, very natural looking. Sometimes putting a wig on, even though it seems like, oh, I don't want to wear a wig, the, the nature of it being all in one piece felt so much more secure on my head. And when I quit fighting and made that jump to full wig, I'll tell you, I've never looked back. You can change your look immensely and you don't have to worry about the clips or whatever moving in the wind. I've told the story before where I had a clip-on bang on a motorcycle and that was flapping in the wind. So I always like to mention that so that, you know, take it into advice. If you're doing something very active, you probably want to go with the wig as opposed to the topper. Consideration number three. If you think that the beachy waves and the curls look good, and whether it's a topper or a wig, and you're looking at wave versus straight, let me tell you, nine times out of ten in my shop, anybody that wants a, even a beach wave or what have you, it, it's your first venture into alternative hair with hair loss. The waves can look like quite a bit more hair. I'm just going to throw that out there because I'll tell you, over the five years that I've had to shop, more people come in for your beachy wave looking wigs and toppers and leave with straight. So if you've had hair loss for a while, what happens is it comes on really gradually and you don't see the change every day when you look in the mirror. So when you try on a wig, even if it is normal density, it's going to seem like a heck of a lot. That's why I wrote my called my book Too Much Hair because that is almost uh, every woman that comes in will say, "Oh, this is too much hair," no matter what it is. So you know, when you get used to very thin densities, sometimes an even a normal amount of hair will look abnormal. But on the whole, your straight is going to be. Um, easier to adjust to most times than curly. However, I have seen some people that have had kind of frizzy slash curly hair all their life. And in that case, I would say, you know, you, you might want to go with the wave individual case by case. And if I can help you with that, I can do that. I do consultations online now as well. And the fourth consideration I see a lot of people that will wait to get something like maybe they'll find something that's the right color, right length, looks great, but it's like a regular synthetic. And I've seen people wait to venture in because they think, well, I want a piece that I can style and curl and wash. And a lot of people think that with human hair. 
But I'm going to tell you, especially if you're going into alternative hair because of an illness situation, but I've found this to be true even when I'm not ill anymore. I don't really want to style my wigs. I mean, think about it. I want to grab the one that looks good in five seconds, feels great on my head. And as opposed to stylable wigs, I say get more than one of them. It's one of my favorite strategies is find yourself the straight wig, find yourself the curly one, save yourself the labor. You can switch up and people at work will just think that you did your hair different. And I'll tell you, the ease can get addicting. And the last tip I have for you is don't underestimate pro advice on this for a first venture into alternative hair. And I am talking about going to somebody like me that has a shop. There are some hairdressers that are very good at it, although I've had hairdressers that give totally bad advice on alternative hair. But you'll be able to talk to your local professional and take that into account and I put it like this. If you had a medical problem, you wouldn't think twice to drive a little bit to get to your medical specialist. Well, think of alternative hair specialist as the same thing. It's totally worth the drive. I have people that drive from several states away. So, you know, and because once they're in my shop, they know the difference. When you come into my shop, I, it is a higher purpose than me selling you a wig. I take into everything that you want in your hair goals, and I also put a lot of healing vibes into every consultation that I have. And also by pro advice, I also don't mean like if you have a friend that wears wigs, sometimes that can be good advice. Although sometimes I've seen that advice to be not so good, especially if somebody is coming to you from an uneducated standpoint and the only thing they know is what they know because they've worn them themselves because I was there once myself. Like I said, when I opened this shop in 2017, I thought I was good to go. And it is by helping women one-on-one in my shop that I have learned the most. And the last thing I think I'll throw in before I wrap it up is don't wait too long to take action. Okay, if you have thinning hair, what I see a lot of the times is people will call or have that first consultation, but then if they see the dermatologist or they try a new med or if they try certain kinds of vitamins or whatever, like there'll be a point in the mirror when they spend hours trying to get ready to go somewhere and then think, oh, this is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take that plunge. But then something will come along that might offer hope, which is great. I am the most positive person in the world. I do believe your thoughts determine the outcome. However, going into alternative hair isn't surrendering. In fact, I found the opposite to be true because when you catch yourself in the mirror and you like how you look, just the general happiness overall is good for your health. And I have seen it in my shop, women that go into alternative hair and their lives are restored, then 
they report back to me overall ripple effects, like work starts going better, everything goes better, because you know who the most important person in your life is? That's you. And they tell the story about the oxygen mask on the plane all the time. You can't help anyone until you help yourself. And women and hair are the worst. I'm going to tell you that right now because I belong to a lot of positive mindset groups, money mindset groups, and I have seen this effect even in women that are seven-figure business women. There is this thing where some type of shame comes along with how much you spend on your hair. Now, for every buddy that's listening to this, you're probably like, well, no, I know so-and-so. She brags about what she spends. But that is the exception to the rule. For some reason, women are ingrained to take care of everybody else, put your needs on the back burner. And recently, I saw a commercial that just drove me nuts. They were talking about how to get salon results with a fraction of the price. So I'm like, oh my gosh, here we are now. We're telling women that you've got to cut corners on your self-care and you'll still get the same results. Well, I'll tell you, I haven't washed my own bio hair in a while because I've shaved it off, but there has been no shampoo that made me feel like a good visit to a salon. And it's the same thing with a new wig. I see it sometimes in my customers. They'll start with one. I always say start with one. Then get a second shortly after that so that you can alternate wear. But after they get those first two, when they cross that line and they take joy in and not worry about, oh, you know, I just got a wig last week. You know, I am here for you to treat yourself like the queen that you are. So hopefully I've said something this week that's motivated you. If so, drop me a line. And until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at debraheim.com. You can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.